Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, back, back. Y'all, welcome back to Rewriting the Narrative, the self-improvement podcast for those of us who are ready to rethink our past and use it as a tool to create a better present and a better future. How is everyone feeling? Como estas? This is episode two, and I'm so grateful about the community that we are building with this podcast. If you have already subscribed to this podcast, shout out to you. If you are not subscribed and you're not tuned into the group chat, my glasses are down at the bridge of my nose, my head is tilted, and I'm looking at you sideways. What are you doing? Follow your girl on TikTok and Instagram at Let's Talk All Right. If you would like for me to answer a question on our next podcast, send it to my email. The link to our community is always going to be in the description. In this episode of Rewriting the Narrative, we are tackling the beast, which is known as ruminating thoughts. Have you ever thought to yourself, why do I keep thinking the same things and how can I get out of my head? We are going to explore this topic today and I'm going to share ways that I've gotten out of my own head so that I could live more in the present. Before we jump into this episode, I'm going to show gratitude and shout out someone in my community who is living intentionally. First of all, if you want to get shouted out, send me a message on my socials or in my email to share your wins because I want to shout you out. This shout out goes to Psalms Olivia. She is a dancer in Durham who is seeking financial assistance to pursue her dream of being a backup dancer for Doji, Janelle Monet, and other female and non-binary artists. If you are able to donate, click the link in the description to help someone in our community shine. Now let's play the tapes. Lydia, how do I get out of my head? Look, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> but in all seriousness, y'all, these are the things that I have done to help stop my ruminating thoughts. I like to view ruminating thoughts as an episode on Netflix that you have on replay and it just keeps playing every single time. And you're sitting on the couch and you're like, okay, I know what's going to happen next. And why don't I stop watching this episode? That's how it can be if you are constantly thinking about things that are causing you distress or discomfort. I know for myself, I would play the scenarios where people have said things to me that was harmful. And I would think, why didn't I say that? I should have said this. Why did they make me feel this way? But when you've watched an episode so many times, doesn't it start to get old? Don't you just want to grab the remote and turn to the next channel? I know that I did. And this is what I did to change the next channel in my thoughts. Y'all see what I'm doing there? The first thing that I started to do was change my why questions to a what. So let me give you a few situations. I have been challenging myself to speak up more if people say things that hurt my feelings or I am creating boundaries with the people in my life. Before I used to ask my, I used to say to myself, why do I need to do this? Why do I need to stand up for myself? And because I was asking myself why, I would sit in my thoughts, not coming up with anything productive. Why do I need to stand up for myself? I've challenged myself to say, what is making me stand up for myself? Y'all, do you notice the difference? What is making me stand up for myself requires self-reflection. It requires action. 
The other one made me a victim and it limits my growth. Because when I ask myself what, that requires me to think, oh, I'm standing up for myself because someone said this to me. Well, what did they say? Oh, this is what they said. How did that make me feel? Is there something I can do in the future that will allow me to not feel this way? I'm able to come to my own conclusion, which is more productive with the what question instead of telling myself why. So if you catch yourself replaying a situation in your head, instead of saying why, replace it with the what, and I want to know what ends up happening to you. The second way that I've really got out of my head when it comes to ruminating thoughts is get in my head more to understand my triggers. Y'all, when I hear the word trigger, I I get triggered. Look, y'all are probably getting triggered too. How many times can I say trigger in this sentence? (laughs) But seriously, I feel like the word trigger has been used a lot in social media for, for many reasons that I'm not going to dive into. But for this reason alone, you need to know what is causing your thoughts to just start to spiral. I get triggered when I feel invalidated or I feel misunderstood or when people make assumptions about who I am. The only way I was able to figure out that these are my triggers was because once these moments happened, I actually had to pull myself out of my thoughts and think, oh my goodness, I'm spiraling. Now, since I've identified my triggers, I'm able to prepare myself for what could happen next by having coping strategies and by practicing mindfulness, which jumps us into the second way that I've gotten out of ruminating thoughts. So let's jump into that. Mindfulness saved my life, and it's one of the easiest things that you can do, and that's why I love it. What is mindfulness? All mindfulness is, is the practice of purposely bringing one attention to the present moment experience. So you're probably like, okay, girl, you just read a, uh, a definition off of Wikipedia. What actually is it? Okay, here are five different ways that I practice mindfulness. The first way that I practice mindfulness to help me get out of my ruminating thoughts is by deep breathing. Y'all, most of us are shallow, shash, can I pronounce the word, have shallow breaths. We're not actually breathing in fully and breathing out. Once I've started to actually take deep breaths in and a deep breath out, my mind did become clearer and I was able to recognize that my thoughts were racing because my thoughts correlate with my breath. So if I'm anxious about something, my breathing is like, (laughs) like, you know, a little faster. But if I'm not anxious about something, it's more calm, it's more... Let's just relax. Let's just chill out. So that's one way that I'm able to bring my mind back into the present by breathing. Because when I breathe, I know that I am alive. And if I'm alive, I'm able to make choices to not be panicking. Y'all know what I'm saying? (laughs) Before I give my second example, what is one way that y'all practice mindfulness in your life? And have you heard of mindfulness before? Send me a message on my socials or send it to my email because I want to know what y'all think. The second way that I practice mindfulness is journaling. Now, 
I've always wanted to be the journaling girly that would journal in my notebook every single day. And there's some weeks where I do journal every day. But if you're someone that is starting to journal or you're an on-again, off-again journaler like me, I now challenge myself to journal once a week. I know that I can share new information every week. And I know if I'm feeling really compelled to journal, that means there is something in my mind that I keep thinking about and I can write it down on paper. There really is this cool release that I feel from getting an idea out of my brain and onto paper because once I see it, I'm like, okay, this is all I need to tackle. It seems more tangible than what is inside of my brain. The third way that I practice mindfulness is by going on walks. You can ask anyone in my life, and I recently just completed a 60-mile walking challenge, and I walk two miles every day. I love to walk. You know why? Because when I walk outside, I can focus on the leaves, on the trees. I can focus on the wind touching my skin. I can feel the heat from the sun kiss my skin and turns it into a bronzy brown. I'm able to give you these details because I'm presently in the moment when I'm walking. To me, that is what it means to live because I'm able to describe things to you as if you were there because I'm presently always there when I'm walking. So I hope regardless if you walk or do another activity, what is something that you're able to describe in detail because you're present in the moment doing it? The fourth way that I practice mindfulness is before I do something, I ask myself, what am I doing and what am I going to do next? For example, if I'm about to wash some dishes and I want to practice mindfulness, I say, what am I doing? And I will say aloud, I'm washing dishes. What am I washing the dishes with? A lavender soap. What does the soap smell like? How does the water feel in my hand? Oh, wow, this warm water is touching my hand and I see the soap on the sponge cleaning off the plate. It is really just the simple things in life that keep me going, y'all. Do y'all see that I'm hyped about mindfulness? <laughs> the last and final way that I practice mindfulness, and a lot of us do this, so I challenge you to be more mindful while you're doing this, is listening to music and laying in your bed. I don't know, y'all. Maybe it's just because of the summertime. Maybe it's just how I'm feeling. I've really been into turning on my stereo, laying in my bed, turning on my Galaxy Amazon light with the lights off, and just seeing like stars light up my ceiling while listening to some smooth R&B. It's just something about it that gets me every single time. I'm listening to the music. I'm allowing myself to decompress and not think anything. I'm just existing. I would love for you all to share with me your favorite tunes that you like to listen to when you solely want to exist. Your thoughts create your reality. And if you are constantly thinking of things that have caused you distress, despair, and misery, your reality is going to be miserable. You don't have to be miserable. You can take control of your life now. And the way that you do that is don't be a victim. 
Now, I used to hate when people would say to me, don't have a victim mentality or you allow things to happen to you. But the truth is, who is making you think these thoughts over and over again? No one but yourself. So that means you have to take accountability for what you're thinking and you have to put a stop to it by getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't know about y'all, but I was tired of having headaches at the end of the day. And I was tired of at the end of conversations asking my saying to myself, why didn't I say this? I'm no longer saying, why didn't I say this? Because guess what? I'm going to say it. And instead of me constantly thinking through these thoughts over and over again, I'm going to come up with a game plan to ensure that the next time I'm not ruminating on situations that have happened to me. Because by practicing mindfulness and listening to music, it makes me feel alive. That is what keeps me together. As we close out this episode, know that life is not about the big moments. It is about the small moments that make you feel alive and make you feel seen. I challenge you to find a small moment this week where you feel immense joy so that we can practice living more intentional and mindful lives. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to follow and return every Thursday to laugh and learn more ways to live intentionally. To close out the podcast, I will leave you with a question. Share your responses with me on TikTok and Instagram. What in your life aren't you able to control? What can you control and how can you spend more time on that? Thank you.